Hey everybody, this is Chris from the Flatliners, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. And for those of you who are hearing this uh, for the premiere on Adobe, thank you for staying up late. It's midnight. Um, Now I'm recording this much earlier than that. So I appreciate you being up so late. And uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for all the chats on Twitter and all the socials. I love uh, getting down with some music uh, with all of you. So keep it coming at Spin Thoughts on Twitter. Episode 76 is really exciting for me because uh, the band, the artist, the person that I have here with me, they just dropped an album in 2017 that will rock you and then soothe you almost. It's really, really dynamic, really awesome. It's one of my favorites so far of 2017. So everybody, please help me in welcoming. I've got Chris from the Flatliners. Chris, what up, dude? Hola, how are you? <laughs> I am good, man. I'm feeling really good. Uh, thanks for being here. I, I want to kind of kick this off real quick um, and, and mention this. we got to get it out of the way because of the day that we're recording this. Everyone's hearing this on July <laughs> yeah. the 6th. But um, So, you know, we're recording this interview on July the 4th. It's also known as the 4th of July. And sometimes, Chris, it's referred to as being the most amazingly patriotic day in the universe. Um, now that you know how America feels about this day, how does Canada feel about it? Well, the thing is, Canada's uh, birthday is a few days before. Right. So July 1st is Canada Day, and this is the 150th year that Canada has been a country. Nice. Hey, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, like the grand scheme of things, 150 years is not that long. Not at all. A milestone, nonetheless. So there's always been, in my mind, this uh, being being a Canadian guy who spends a lot of time on the road in the U.S., and especially around this time of year, it's kind of cool because if you're on the road and you're doing the whole kind of like bopping back and forth between Canada and U.S. for shows yeah. at this time of year, uh, it's like the party just kind of keeps going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, the band released its latest full-length album, Inviting Light, on April the 7th. And I can honestly say uh, that this album fits into my top five favorite albums of 2017 so far uh that's not a lie this is really good (laughs) um thanks man (laughs) you're welcome there's some tracks that are like really in your face and raw and and i love that but then there's also like this vibe that's so good and it for me at least it almost feels therapeutic so the album's been out for a couple months now what it's been what what's it been like for you now that it's out and you're getting all this feedback and everything it's been pretty exciting, man. I mean, you know, like I know that uh, at first there's probably people out there that were confused by it because it is kind of a shift. Um, but the thing is to us, having been obviously a part of the entire process, it's so gradual to us. Right. So we we like never really consider the fact that like the day before Inviting Light came out, someone is maybe <laughs> listening to Dead Language. And then the next day, like, whoa, what? 
So yeah. I kind of get that now. I like I, I definitely get that now for sure. But I mean, you know, we've we've always tried our best to keep things really interesting and people like throwing the term around like keep it fresh for yourself. But what yeah. is, what is even more what even more than that is just kind of like yearning to I don't know just kind of fully explore your capacity as a musician as a songwriter things like that so we've always tried to push it for ourselves to a place where we're always really excited and really happy with it and never doing the same thing twice really although I mean I will say there's definitely some songs on this new one that could have been on Dead Language or on Cavalcade or whatever but there are there are some songs on this new one that could have only been on this new one right um and that was the most exciting thing was like the mix we found uh of of, of all of all of our like inspirations and influences kind of like, you know, coalescing into this thing that we ended up with. Uh, and I mean, it's been really great over the years to have our fans grow with us. I mean, we started as a Scott punk band and then we became a very punk rock band. And yeah. then now I don't know what fucking kind of band we are, <laughs> but, it's, but, it, but I think that's the point uh, is as you grow older as a songwriter and just as a unit i mean the four of us have been in this band together for 15 years now yeah like no, we no joke. you just you you learn more about yourself and each other and like and i guess it's less and less important to to uh to throw a genre on it in a way um and that's not at all trying to like kick up dirt on like any place we've come from not at all but right. if you just get to this point where you're like i mean it's just music like let's just try some stuff so People have continued to grow with us over the years throughout our kind of adventure. And it's been really beautiful having those people reach out to us if it's like at a show, on the internet, whatever it is. Uh, just, you know, like supporting us in this new kind of part of the adventure, this next whatever part of the story. Because uh, it's, it's kind of different, but I like that people like it, you know. I mean, like, and it's been great going out the last few months touring it and playing a bunch of new songs. And also like we always try to do a good mix of all of our stuff. Yeah. So it's been really cool to see where we can place those, like drop those new songs in the set and kind of, you feel this kind of peaks and valleys, this, I don't know, these, these, these curves in the road. And it's, it's a lot more exciting than driving in a straight line. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. Now, looking back on uh, this whole creation process for inviting light, what are you most proud of? What, what really, when you look at it or you listen to it, what stands out to you? I mean, first and foremost, just like the, I think the quality of our songwriting really shot up like, like to the next level, um, just for, like for ourselves, you know, um, we've always been extremely proud of what we've been doing like this whole time. That's why we keep going and that's why we keep making records because it's exciting and it's fun. That's the main thing is it's fun. But this one just felt different and it felt like, I mean, I guess they all kind of feel different in the moment when you're making them and you're writing them and then you get to record them and then you get like the, the final master back and you kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Like it's over. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. So I guess it's, it's something I felt every time, but I think that's a good thing is we keep pushing our expectation up a notch and then we really reached it to ourselves as songwriters this time around. Um, other than that, the thing I'm the most proud of, uh, you know, was like how, I don't know how well we worked in the studio. Like this was like, this record is the quickest we've ever worked in the studio. Okay. Uh, so not, not like kind of not trying to say like, you know, it's sick that we worked so fast. Cause like, it's not, <laughs> that, it's not that we didn't, it's, it's not that we didn't care and that we were just rushing through it. Like we were ready, uh, which was great. Looking back, we were so prepared for this record. To, like to to record this record, um, yeah. 
And we just, when we got in there, like, man, Paul and John, like when those two lock in, it's, uh, it's unreal. And like, I think they did 20 songs in the span of four or five days in the wow. studio. And that includes, and yeah. And that includes like setting up and tearing down, like all the mics and everything. Like, so they really, really flew through it. Um, Cause we just were ready. And then, you know, by the time Scott and I got to the guitars, we did like everything live like bass and drum wise. And then we kind of realized while we were doing that, like let's maybe go somewhere else and do uh, the guitars and kind of dive deeper into like tones and stuff like that. Cause yeah. the last record that language we did all live and it was sick. And it was, I just, it was, su- it was, it was, it was super fun to do that. I mean, and like we just used all of our road gear and it was just basically go, let's make a record that'll stay on the same on the road. This one, we wanted to have that live feel still, but we, didn't need to be doing guitars and vocals in like some gigantic studio, which comes <laughs> at a cost. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, yeah, it's a lot of money. You don't need like a huge room to do that kind of stuff. So Scott and I decided we were going to dive a little deeper to tones. Once we got, we did a lot of experiment experimentation with like sounds and stuff. And once we got them, we kind of were able to fly through those as well. So like that made me really happy and all of us really happy that, you know, the two chunks of recording we did, which were virtually a year apart, uh, that's kind of how we recorded it it was still like in short, like each, each chunk was a short burst and it was just fucking done. And, uh, it felt good, man. I bet. Now you're, you're talking about how like proficient, uh, you guys were in the studio. Um, I, I have a question that I, that I was curious about. It seems like all of you tracked pretty well in the studio, but who's like the best, like in the band, (laughs) like when they sit down, they fucking just slay it. They go right through. They like only need one take. Who's the best? John. Really? John can just fucking nail it. Yeah, <laughs> he's so good. He's oh, that's so awesome. So good at bass, and it's it, and you know he just he like even the times where he doesn't have his idea fully fleshed out. Yeah, which doesn't which doesn't happen so often. He's pretty meticulous with what he wants to do, and and all he's he usually has it pretty pretty worked out. To, uh, you know, before we really get in there, but there are times where he's still kind of figuring it out, and those are the times it takes him the longest to track. But it's still only giving him like a few tries of the song. He's like, yeah, I think I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> now. Chris, what track would you say really pushed you as an artist and a musician in in this uh, album? Um, there's a bunch of them. I mean, <laughs> in a in a way, in a way, the one that probably pushed. I want to say all of us, but I, I can only truly speak on behalf of myself. Like, yeah. I want to say the one on the record that probably pushed me the most was. I guess it must be chameleon skin just because it's so different. Yeah. Um, and it almost, you know, there's like this, there was this chance that it doesn't, it wasn't going to make the album because it was so different. Uh, we, you know, we recorded 20 songs or whatever. So, I mean, we had other songs we could put on and we thought, shit, man, like, I don't know, like that's a pretty big dip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, then we, we hummed and hawed about it, the band. And I mean, we thought like, I mean, that's what we want to do with this one is show people another side. I mean, cause that just kind of came out in the songwriting. This other side of us just kind of showed itself to us, you know, got to so, embrace it, I mean, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause I think it's like a, like if you're an artist, like the biggest betrayal you could do to yourself is just not explore what you do. You I know, agree. you got to make yourself feel uncomfortable sometimes. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So with chameleon skin, it was just the fact that it's so different. And I, you know, I've been doing the acoustic thing, you know, on the side here and there, and it's really fun, but I'd never brought it to the band necessarily for an album song. Um, and then we were able to really dive deep with the production of that song. As you can hear on it, there's a lot going on. Uh, but I mean, that was so fun. 
you know, because usually we have that mentality of like we have to be able to play this live, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And with yeah. that, and with that song, after we recorded it and listened to it, and then we we're like jamming it for tour, we we're like, fuck, we need to figure this out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool, but it's a cool challenge because we've never had that before. Yeah. So it kind of ties. So it definitely ties into, you know, pushing yourself, uh, trying to find new ways of making yourself happy and and always improving and progressing and all these things. That song was the biggest push was to somehow have something that sounds so different still fit on a Flatliners record. And I think we did a good job with it. I think it does fit. And I'm really happy. We're all really happy that it did make the record in the end because I think we would have looked back and regretted that decision. I dig it. What we're going to do right now, Chris, is uh, we're going to play indoors off the latest album, Inviting Light, uh, from you guys, the Flatliners. What do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. So... Get ready, we're going to play indoors off the latest album, Inviting Light from the Flatliners. Enjoy.
So you just finished listening to Indoors off the latest album, Inviting Light from the Flatliners. Uh, Chris, what can you tell us about this track that fans might not already know? Um, I don't know. I mean, it kind of just comes from a place where, I mean, so, wait, you're, you're in Pittsburgh, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so you got some pretty bad winters sometimes too. Not not as bad as as you guys, but maybe, I can, maybe I, not as bad as that. I can relate <laughs> to an extent. Okay, so you know seasonal depression yeah. is a thing in a lot of people. Even if you're not one of those folks, uh, there is this thing that happens in a city like Toronto, especially where we live, where the summers are so beautiful and the winters can be so horribly bleak <laughs> and just freezing and all, all these things, right? So yeah. this, 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 this social, this social shift happens and no one really wants it to happen and everyone anticipates it, but is never ready for it somehow at the same time. And what happens is fall ends and everyone's, you know, are like, has, has that whole time been thinking like, Oh, last summer was so great, but I love the fall. People are like, fall is my favorite <laughs> season. Like no, no, no one's favorite season's fall, but, <laughs> but, uh, winter hits. And everyone stops hanging out because no one wants to go outside. I mean, Canada is a beautiful place in the winter, but no, like if you live in the city, like no one wants to go outside. No one's got a place like an apartment or like, like any kind of like residence, like big enough to have a bunch of people over, you know, cause in the summer you're going out to bars, you can hang out at the beach, you can fucking do whatever you want outside. It's beautiful. That's not happening at all in the winter. <laughs> so this weird, this weird kind of like social stalwart uh, is put into place or like everything's just kind of put on pause for like four months. Uh, and you can spend a lot of time sitting at home alone, thinking about stuff, playing guitar, maybe smoking some weed. And, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. and that is exactly, that is exactly where that song comes from. <laughs> being, being stoned on the couch, yep. thinking about how the winter, how, how, how winter is beautiful, but it really, it really puts a lot of things in perspective. You know, winter's a great time to, dig in and, and I don't know, catch up on any kind of like work you got to do, you know, cause your social life, at least in place in a, in a place like here is, uh, is less than it usually is, uh, these kinds of things. And it really just kind of forces you to maybe choose your moments, maybe enjoy the time you have when the weather's nice and everyone is hanging out. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Don't these take it for things. granted. You know, it's here. Exactly. Yeah. Appreciate it while it's here. Um, that, that's a, it's an interesting song like from the way you're uh, explaining it uh, and I love the track and that's why we, we played it because it's one of my favorite from the album on the topic of like getting out like the winter's gone we're in the summertime you know it's America's birthday at the time of this recording um, get out and go see some shows right and and talking about shows and, and touring Chris uh, the flatliners you guys have been doing a ton already but you're heading to America um, and what a great birthday present slash Fourth of July present for America to have you guys here uh, in the states <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Now, um, what's your favorite thing about touring in America, or do you absolutely hate it? <laughs> oh no, I absolutely do not hate it. I love it. Um, it's still, it's still after all these years, feels like the place you got to dig in the hardest yeah. as far as a touring band, especially a touring band not from America, yeah. um, just because there's so much going on. There is really a powerful kind of like force at play, uh, I think, to a lot of people who aren't from the States who, who, who visit there, especially the way we do. Like, there's so much history, like musical history. There's just, and like, you know, you're playing it in like any city, really. And like, there's, there's going to be so much else going on in that city that night, 
especially in the really big cities where you feel really like, you know, fortunate and appreciative and thankful that people come see your band, you know, they, they, they come spend the night with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, what I like about the U S and, and, and what confuses me about the U S the most are the exact same thing <laughs> okay. about how fucking, about how fucking huge it is. I can't <laughs> believe, I can't believe that the United States of America is one country. It's insane. It should be like, it should be like five countries. <laughs> It's so fucking insane to me. Yeah, but it's cool. But 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 it's so cool because you can do. I remember one time years ago, the Flats did like a ten week U.S. tour, uh, and we still didn't go everywhere. Yeah. Ten weeks, and we still we've never played in like Alabama, Mississippi. I mean Alaska. Not a lot of bands go to Alaska. We haven't played there. But there's a lot of other states we've never played. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just so vast and i think that's the, the powerful force that you feel you're just like i am just a blip on this radar yeah <laughs> so whenever huge. whenever i talk to bands from the uk um they always talk about just the uh enormous size of the country and how they're not used to because like the time frame that it takes to drive like from a city here to another city they could travel to like different countries like in that time oh frame. absolutely you know yeah, I mean? <laughs> if you live if you live in like the i don't know if you live in like the southeast of england like you're in france within like two hours yeah so you it's know? always so um, interesting to hear that perspective um but you guys do enough touring to like really know and appreciate like that that traveling perspective you know I mean, and fuck, I'm from Canada too, which is a gigantic country as well. You know, um, it's 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 huge. It's just it's there's so much there's so much more landmass than than population in Canada. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, that's that's a more eloquent way of what I was gonna say something like that, but I, I wouldn't have said it like that. So <laughs> I, I agree. Um, now, you guys are actually uh, th this tour is kicking off. Literally, when people are hearing this uh, premiere on Adobe Radio, July the 6th, you guys are going to be on tour starting the next day, July the 7th in Buffalo. Right. Uh, that It runs through July the 17th. It's going to conclude in Philadelphia. Um, for all my friends here in Pittsburgh, uh, I got to encourage you to, to head out to Mr. Smalls on July the 9th. That's Sunday. So a great day to worship music um definitely <laughs> yeah, come see us do the do the devil's work yes absolutely um and mr smalls is honestly my favorite venue in the city to to go see bands and in the bands that i play in i love the sound at smalls it's a great place to go i'm assuming you guys have been to pittsburgh at least once right absolutely we played smalls Man, we played Smalls last November with the Bands of Souls and the Homeless Gospel Choir. Nice. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh legend. <laughs> uh, who else? I mean, we 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 played Mr. Smalls with Anti Flag at least once, um, and we played the Smiling Moose. Yeah, a few times. We, we, yeah, we've been there a lot over the years. Now, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Pittsburgh? Like random, go. Oh, like just water. Like sorry, more well, like just bridges, really. The bridges. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Just just that just that landscape like right in the middle of the city. It just looks so beautiful. Yeah, dude. Now with you guys, uh, I'm assuming you somebody who's driving your like your your rig? Who's driving? Do you guys have a designated uh, all, driver? We, or you switch? We all take turns, but Paul Paul does most of the driving still. Who's the worst driver in the band? Oh god, I'm probably one of the worst drivers. <laughs> probably. I'm just so absent minded. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take the I'm going to take the hit on that one and say I'm probably the worst driver of all of us. Have you ever driven in Pittsburgh? I get a lot of a lot of bands that have been through Pittsburgh <laughs> that talk about just how shitty it is to drive here. 
I have. I don't think it's that shitty. I mean, I don't know. I, uh, but again, I'm a fan of the bridges and like the curvy roads and all these kinds of things. Um, I do remember one time driving in and seeing like the Heinz factory or whatever and thinking, fuck yeah, dude, like catch up. I mean, really psyched. <laughs> have, have you guys ever gotten a Permanti sandwich uh, from, from Pittsburgh? Oh, you know what? I never have, but I know a couple of the guys have because we played somewhere like right down the street from, from a Permanti Brothers spot. It it probably was smiling been, smiling moose or wait no that's I'm trying to think of where one is it had to be somewhere it, in the, uh, oh altar bar yeah exactly I yeah. was gonna say it was like another church made into a venue yeah altar bar yeah and that's closed now but yeah right down the street in the strip district that I think that's the original Primanti brothers so uh, I, th- I think you're right that, that's what our, that's what our local buddy was telling us yeah no I uh I, I've never done it. Never done it, dude. All right, look. On July the 9th, um, we got to figure out a way to get you a Permani sandwich. All right. Well, what what are they? What are they? I don't. There's there's some stuff I don't eat. What do they? What do they serve? <laughs> there's some there? stuff I don't eat. Well, <laughs> I mean, is it, is, is, it, is it all meat? I mean, I'm vegetarian and I get stuff there. Um, oh yeah. Okay. All right. I could do something then. They are you vegan vegetarian? Vegan. There you go. Um, yeah. You could get shit there. I mean, basically what they're known for <laughs> is, um, well, I don't know, man. Now that I'm thinking about vegan, maybe it would be limited. Um, it, might, it might be. Right, hey, man, well, but I still, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with the, uh, the legacy of the fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still here as a, as a fan from a distance. Absolutely. I, I respect that a hundred percent. Um, all right. So something I'm always curious about, I've actually had a, a good amount of, uh, bands from Canada on, uh, one of note, uh, Seaway, uh, love those guys. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we had story untold on, uh, not too long okay. ago. So showing the love to Canada. Have you ever had any complications getting in and out of the country? Like at the border, anything, you know, worth talking about coming into the U S Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. It was a nightmare too. This was like two years ago. Now, for the good people out there who think punk bands are super punk, sometimes you have to be legit and uh, get and get and get visas to tour in America. So we do that every year. We've done that at this point in the story. We've, this is probably the ninth year in a row that we uh, applied for visas to tour the states. So they, oh, wow. they they last an entire year. We were on tour in Canada, and typically what happens is a piece of paperwork arrives in the mail, which is your certificate to head to the border and pick up your visas. That never showed up, and we had to leave on tour. The tour in, in, in the east coast of Canada, like Atlantic part of Canada, you know, stretched down into the U.S. leg of our tour. Uh, this was our headlining northeast U.S. tour right after Dead Language came out, uh, heading down to Fest in Florida, and the paperwork never arrived. So we drove to the border and just asked if they could help us, like, figure it out with immigration because immigration wasn't answering the fucking phone. <laughs> and uh, they held us at the border for about eight hours. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> We, we we had this this amazing uh, border officer actually help us. She was she was so helpful. Um, but I think she got in a lot of trouble huh. for helping us that day, which really? sucked. We felt really bad about it. Yeah. So we were denied entry uh, in the end, and because I was doing all the talking, I was denied entry. Uh, I don't think it came up on anyone else's records. Um, wow. But we basically yeah we basically were just told like go back to Canada and wait for the paperwork to arrive. We can't do anything about it. Wow. Uh, this is after trying to call, you know, we were, we got the promoters involved. We got the promoters were getting Congress people involved, you know, like just th- like like trying like small local government to like, I don't know, to try uh, to help help us out in a way. And not, nothing worked. I mean, it was just bureaucracy at its finest, really. 
So we had to drive back to the east coast of Canada and wait it out for like a day or two. The whole time we were waiting it out, it was pouring rain. Oh. So it was just such such pathetic fallacy there. <laughs> uh, like just, just exactly the way it felt in our hearts. It started oh, no. raining. <laughs> and oh, then uh, and then so we had to cancel the Boston show, the New York City show, the Philly show. Oh. And then we drove home like 16 hours to Toronto. We're like, fuck this, man. Like we're not like we're not going to spend like a week at a hotel room in, in New Brunswick, Canada, like yeah. waiting. So we drove home. And then we waited another two days at home or something. And then we got the fucking like email notification uh, because we switched it from like waiting for the fucking mail to arrive to an email. <laughs> and then we, we, we got the news and we drove straight to the border. Uh, so at this point, we'd missed like a week of shows or sucked, obviously. And then we get to the border and how it works on the, the docket that they give you at the border is that the band is on one piece of paperwork and your crew is on another piece of paperwork at this point. Uh, we only have, well, we actually still usually only have one extra guy with us, right? So we all get approved, and it takes forever still, even though you have everything you fucking need, and they still just make you wait for like an hour before they even bring you up to the desk. It's ridiculous. Again, bureaucracy at at, at work. And then, uh, and then Rory, our tour manager, like, is told, okay, all these guys are good to go, but yours is approved oh, for exactly exactly one month from today. So we started thinking, like, that's fucking weird. Like, we, I mean, we applied the same day all together for, for the same date of entry. Yeah. So why, why would it be, oh, look at that. It's numerically, you know, entered in. So it's a typo. It's a typo oh. for sure. So we go up to the counter and we're like, hey, man, like, this is not right. Like, we're all supposed to be crossing today, all this kind of shit. Like, at this point, we already have to drive straight to, like, D.C. or Richmond or something to, like, like make up the last show. Yeah. Before, b- before heading to Florida to play fest. And the, the, again, their hands were tied and Rory had to call somebody and all this stuff. So we had to go, we had to make that show. So Rory gets a friend from Toronto to drive down to Buffalo and pick him up, bring him home. He calls. And, and meanwhile, we head to the show. We drive like 10 hours or whatever it was to the first show we could make. And then he had to call some number immigration or customs or something the next day and get it all worked out. And he was lucky that he got someone that was willing to help. Cause there are a lot of people out there that are not. And uh, he flew to Florida after that and got in like just in time before the first show. So it was just this like, it ended up being this week maybe even like week and a half long nightmare. Like everything that you think is going to go wrong has gone wrong. And uh, yeah, it was brutal, man. I mean, it was, it was, it was awful. It it was just so, it was just so hard to stay positive after all these things went wrong. I could only imagine, dude, that is way more intense than what I thought I was going to get from that question. I mean, that sucks, sucks, dude. It wasn't like we were trying to, like, it wasn't like we were trying to sneak in and we got busted and like, cause that would be our own bad. That'd be our fault. It was like, we're trying to do everything by the book. We're trying to do everything going through the process. that's like laid out for us and we get fucked. And, uh, it was frustrating beyond belief, man. And it was just miserable. It was a miserable thing. Cause you can't, do anything they make it so difficult to speak to an actual human being uh on the phone or if you're there in person like you you shouldn't be here talking about this kind of thing like they make it so difficult that you just it, you're it's out of your hands it's out of your control and yeah. that's when everyone gets the most frustrated is when they can't change something for themselves so everybody here in the states that's listening this tour this american tour starting on july the 7th goes through the 17th of july um, you should have a whole new appreciation uh, for the Flatliners coming in. Seriously, I mean, this is no joke. Like, I, I had uh, Frank Carter from the Rattlesnakes on here a couple weeks, months ago, and, and he's from the UK, and we were talking about just, you know, all that crazy shit getting back and forth. Like, 
it's nuts. Like that sucks. Like that experience. And it's definitely just another like element to the very complicated process that is touring. You know what I mean? So absolutely, uh, man. And you know what? It's probably, I've heard horror stories from American friends coming up to Canada oh, for I'm sure. know, similar reasons and stuff. So it's not just the States, but it's, no. that was the, that was like the, that was bureaucracy to me in its purest form. You know, <laughs> uh, it was, it was like, you know, it just, there's all these different departments for, for different problems and all these kinds of things. And there's so many people on the payroll and there's so much money going into it, but none of those people give a shit about nope. they're like, actually doing their job and helping people. And it's more of like, you know, a proverbial wall than, than, than a door that can open and close, you know? So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a drag. Now, um, Obviously, anybody who's around some of these cities that uh, the Flatliners are going to be in, there you guys are going to be really just around the East Coast, it seems. Um, yeah. Buffalo, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Washington, D.C., Lancaster, PA, Asbury Park, Brooklyn, Pawtucket, Boston, and Philly. So if you guys are in that, those areas, you got to get out, check out the Flatliners. Uh, it's going to be a show you don't want to miss. Uh, very quickly, I just want to mention that you guys are just fucking crazy because I mean, you guys have toured. <laughs> you guys have toured, from what I understand, Canada, Europe, Brazil. You're coming into America here in a couple days, and then you're taking like a month or so off. I'm sure you're still gonna be doing shit in that time frame, but you're gonna be taking a month and a half or so off from touring, and then you're going to the UK, right? Yeah, we go back to Europe. We do. It's not Dead Fest in California, and then we do. Crucial Fest in Salt Lake City, and then we do Riot Fest in Chicago. Those yeah. like three weekends in a row, I think. Yeah. And then after, like right after Riot Fest, we go to Europe and the UK for about a month, and then we go right to Fest in Florida <laughs> after that. <laughs> like, are and you I guys crazy? <laughs> are you crazy, dude? Like, what? Well, that, that is not. I mean, you know, we we have we we, we have the information that uh, what you got to do is go on tour. Yeah, <laughs> we have this information, so we put it. We put this information we have to good to pretty good use. <laughs> there, there was... yeah, like we, we, yeah, we started this year. We did Canada, Ugh. Europe, the UK, America, Brazil, Canada again. Oh my God! I mean, and then before that, we went to Costa Rica. <laughs> like it, these are some markets that are just like not on the normal like schedule for bands. I mean, this is awesome. Like you guys are really, you know, exploring and, and hitting some amazing audiences and markets. Um, I, I had a band on a couple episodes ago assuming we survive and um those guys tore like fucking nuts and i was telling them like i felt like they probably like to to date or like the lar like the most touring band i've talked to i think you guys now have, you, i think the cake is yours chris i think you guys i think <laughs> well, you guys you have some cake to eat <laughs> um so everybody just keep an eye uh, out on the Flatliners. They're going to be all the fucking all over this world. Find them. Check them out. It's going to be awesome. Um, I have one more segment I want to do with you, Chris, yeah. before I let you get going. Um, okay. We've talked about, you know, how special <laughs> today is uh, for the recording, which is, again, the 4th of July. <laughs> um, how special it is um, to at least one person in this conversation. <laughs> I know. Um, I was going to say, you, you're calling a Canadian on the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, only, just to brag about America. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only day I could talk to you guys. Your your people wouldn't let me talk to you any other day. They figured you had nothing to do today. Um, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so in celebration of America's birthday and the Flatliners American tour kicking off on July the 7th, I want to play a little game. I found an, uh, an online article titled, The 25 Most American Things You Can Do in America. 
Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to read some of the best ones, and I just want you to tell me if you've ever done any of these things. Oh, sound, cool. Okay, so- sweet. Sound good? Yeah, sounds awesome. All right. And obviously, everybody listening, um, I'm being a little dramatic about this birthday of America here, okay? Just so you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like wearing like... I'm actually not wearing like an American flag, like anything right now. Just so you know. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not dressed up like Uncle Sam. No. <laughs> right now. No, I'm. I'm wearing uh like uh, cut off like shorts and a palm tree shirt. So. You well, know. at least you're wearing something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So again, this is an actual article. It was from like 2014, but it, it's the 25 most American things you could do in America. Uh, this is with right. Chris from the Flatliners, and we're gonna see if you've ever done these things. So. Uh, first off, have you ever visited the Grand Canyon? No. Neither have I. Never in all our years touring. Would you want to? I would love to. But you know what? I would kind of prefer to not while on tour. Because <laughs> it would have to be such a quick stop. Be yeah. like, oh, cool, cool. Everyone's got their fucking picture for Instagram and then peace. Yeah, yeah I want to I like hang out. Um, and keep in mind, like literally the, what I'm saying is verbatim from this site. So if it's like a fucking weird, like thing, like it's not me making it up. Um, oh, no worries. <laughs> this is, this is not, uh, unfortunately not surprising to be in the top 25 things to do in America. Uh, go to Walmart. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> it's like the touring bands, like second home, basically, you know, it is. Unfortunately it is. Yeah. yeah you got, you got to do what you got to do. Um, spend a day at Disney world. Yep. You have, I've never done that. Did, oh, you yeah. li- did you like it? It was great. We met a uh, short story. We met uh, this awesome kid, Mike Morose, uh, from He's from Michigan, but he was working for Disney World at the time. And we played. There's a House of Blues uh, in Disney World. Uh, okay. We played there. I think we were, we were either there with no effects or with Less Than Jake years and years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and I was like, so you have to, you leave your van parked in the parking lot, and there's like these gates that you have to go through to get to the loading dock of the venue. So after we played, I went and got the van and you go through like these security checkpoints. It's fucking pretty intense actually to go through. And while I was walking to the, to the parking lot to get the van, this kid ran up and was like, Hey man, like I really like your band. Like I'm Mike. And we chatted for a minute. He came with me, I think to get the van. And then it came out that he works for Disney world and that he had the day off the next day. And he once a month, I think it is gets like five passes like bring whoever he wants into the park what and we had the and we had the like the next day off and we had like the next show was somewhere else in florida so we didn't have a long drive so it was awesome yeah so we went for free it was great dude it it was like fate really was working like in your favor yeah it was really really (laughs) cool yeah it was really really yeah and it it, could have never happened if like the timing wasn't right seriously for him to like like walk out when i was walking to the van and that kind of thing like it was it's pretty cool man yeah and he's a, he's a, he's a beauty. He's still a friend of the band to this day. This world, if it doesn't amaze you, you got to go to Disney World, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, um, all right. So next on this list, um, do do something you'll never speak of again in Vegas. No, I haven't really done that, man. Like, I'm not like I'm not a huge Vegas guy to be honest. I'm kind of boring. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I've never been there. <laughs> so far, I haven't. I'm gonna sound like I don't fucking leave my room. Um, I haven't <laughs> been to the Grand Canyon. I haven't been to Disney World. I haven't been to Vegas. Um, this next one, I've never been to either. Um, a NASCAR race. <laughs> no, but like, well, when I was a kid, I like my my folks had friends that lived in Indiana, 
So we went to like the Indianapolis 500 time trials, not oh, the actual okay. <laughs> Indy 500. But I, but I was like, I, yeah, I was a kid. I was really, really young. All right. That, I mean, I think that that kind of counts. It's more than what I've accomplished. <laughs> um, now, I've had a couple bands on in the last couple days, and, and the theme is obviously I've brought up America's birthday uh, every single time just because why the fuck not? Everybody else is doing it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a segment where uh, basically I was like trying to to show off like things that America invented, um, and, and the, the person had to guess whether or not it was in America or for someplace else. Anyways, one of those inventions or fucking whatever was a drive-in theater. Apparently drive-in theaters started – in the United States. Have you ever seen a movie at a drive-in theater? Oh, I have, but not in the States. So they exist in Canada? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> like I'm saying, man, the summers here are great. <laughs> you sons of bitches what? better be paying us royalties then, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we'll come up with a rate to, to, yeah. to throw your way. Um, we'll, we'll just give you a cut of the popcorn yeah, sales. Thank you. Yes, that's the most lucrative part. Fucking $8, <laughs> so like a little thing, you know what I mean? Um <laughs> All right, next up on this list, take a mass-eating food challenge in Texas. No, I've never done that. I have a pretty big appetite as it is, so that would be that would be scary to see yeah. me like go for something even bigger than I already eat. Um, no, I've never done that. Neither have I. Man, again, I must not leave my <laughs> home. Um, all right, this next one is like my favorite one just by the way it's worded, and I wish I came up with it. Have you ever shotgunned a Budweiser and then crushed its lifeless husk on your forehead? <laughs> um, I actually tried to do that the other night. Uh, <laughs> this was in Canada. But, uh, yeah, I shotgunned a tall can of beer. I'd never shotgunned a tall can. Ooh. Uh, and I did it, and I did it, I think, really well until <laughs> it got to the point where I tried to crush it on the side of my head. I didn't go for the forehead, but I went for the side of my head, and it did nothing. So I guess I, I still have my soft baby skull. Oh my god, that is that is so funny. Um, all right, I got two more for you uh, in, right. in this twenty five most American things you can do in America, and um, I'm hom- I'm hoping you're taking notes because again, you're going to be in the states on July the seventh for tour. Yeah, so. that's the thing. I kind of have my itinerary laid out for me now with all the things I've said no to. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, have you ever um, eaten some crazy burger made of grilled cheese and donuts? I probably know if you're vegan, but. Um, uh, well, I haven't, I haven't been vegan forever. Um, <laughs> I've, I've definitely had like a grilled cheese burger, like instead of bun, it's, it's cheese. You could do that if you're vegan too. You just gotta, it would be expensive. Yeah. It, it would be very <laughs> expensive. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had like a grilled cheese burger before. Okay. There we go. Never, never with donuts though. Never with donuts. I've never had one with donuts either. Uh, but it is, it's definitely going to be, be peaking on my list of things to do here very soon. Exactly. Uh, that's that, that's number one on your list of to do things for this summer. Absolutely. Uh, and then the <laughs> final one of, you know, the, the ones I picked from the 25, um, it says shoot guns, preferably automatic ones, and out in a field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I have never shot a gun in my life. I think I may have at a very young age, surprisingly. Um, I, I was like in Boy Scouts. Um, so, okay, okay. There so you I go. think that I like had an experience doing it there or something. But uh, yeah, I'm not I mean, a big hey, fan if of like guns. A, if like a if like a three dollar cap gun from the convenience store down the street counts, then hell yeah, I've shot a gun in a field. But there's a big part of me that's assuming that doesn't count. 
So um, that was the 25 most American things you could do in America. Obviously, very condensed uh, with Chris from the Flatliners. Now, uh, this has been a very exciting episode 76, again, premiering on Adobe Radio. Uh, and thank you to everybody who stayed up late uh, to check this out. Chris, before I let you get going, though, is there anything else you'd like to say or, uh, or add that maybe I missed? Ooh, I mean, I don't know. I think just this year is like such a like reflective year for us because it being the 15th year of the band and all these kinds of things with the new record, it's all exciting. So I don't know. Thank you to everyone who's stuck with us through all the adventures and, and are still digging the music and coming out to the shows. It's fucking unreal. I mean, it's it really makes you see that bigger picture that you still have, like you can do it for this long, especially in a day and age where people don't have much of an attention span and there's a lot of thick, there's a lot of sick bands out there and stuff. And when you're still showing the love, it's, it's awesome. So thank you everybody. I mean, think about it this way too, Chris, people have been listening to this for close to 55 minutes now. You, so can, kudos to everybody still listening right yeah, now. If you're, absolutely good. Good for you. Seriously. <laughs> if you're still listening right this second air high five on the count of three, one, two, three, <laughs> boom. All right. <laughs> um, hey, Chris, hang on tight. We're going to talk off the air, but I want to thank you so much for being here today for episode 76. My pleasure. Thoughts. Thank you, man. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Chris from the Flatliners for being with me here for episode 76 of Spinning Thoughts. The latest album, Inviting Light, dropped on April the 7th, and it is one of the best albums for me in 2017. If I had a top five list, I'd have to believe that that would be in it. I'm curious, would it be in yours? If not, what would make your top five uh, albums of 2017? Tweet me at Spin Thoughts to let me know. Uh, the album just rocks. You got to check it out. The Flatliners will be on tour July the 7th through the 17th. They're going to be hitting up Buffalo, Philly, Pittsburgh, all over the East Coast. They will be in Pittsburgh on July the 9th, and I will be there at Mr. Small's. Uh, Chris was nice enough to add me to the list. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. So if you're going to be at Small's on July the 9th to see the Flatliners, Hit me up and let me know, and let's hang out before, after, during, and have a good old time. Check us out on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. I'd love for a follow, a like, a share on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for those who stayed up to listen to the premiere on Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight. You can check us out, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Make sure you're checking out Fan Thoughts, Metal Thoughts. Really proud of those different areas on the website, and that gets all of you involved. And my dude, Jay, who is the metal hard rock contributor. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. It's always just such an honor to talk with you and to get to know you. You get to know me, us become friends, and to hang out. So until next time, make sure you share music, spread love. 